everybody, welcome to another episode of M-Class Podcast, the sexiest, most turgid podcast turgid? the internet. Uh, my name's Jeff. I'm Josh. And uh, we do this fun little podcast about Star Trek to get new people into Star Trek, to entertain old fans of Star Trek, and to just have an excuse to hang out together because we love each other. And we love Star Trek. We're big Star Trek fans, both of us. Yeah. I'm Josh. Uh, you already said that. <laughs> oh. I know. I'm Jeff. Hi. <laughs> uh, on this episode of M-Class Podcast, uh, the second episode of our Romulan collection, uh-huh. we're going to be discussing the enemy from Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh my god, this episode rules. This is a really fucking good episode. Yeah, it's it like is, unbelievably good. It's uh, Season 3, Episode 7. Is that what it is on Netflix? I think it is. I don't think they fucked up. These. I don't think they fucked it up for yeah. this one. They definitely switched TOS around hardcore. Yeah, it's on. so it's super annoying because it's it, like, yo, you can't do that. <laughs> like, you can't. I don't know which episode number to give people. I know because everybody's gonna go to Netflix, right? That's the place where the Star Trek is. <laughs> Get it together, uh, Netflix. This episode was directed by David Carson, who uh, directed the Deep Space Nine pilot Emissary, and oh. also directed Star Trek Generations. Oh, uh, making wow. him uh, the only pe- one of only two people to direct Star Trek television and film productions. And that's the other one is Jonathan Frakes. Yes, I knew that. So that is front loading this episode with a John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Oh, how interesting. How interesting. <laughs> I really wish we could get John Larroquette to like do a bump for us. Dude, do you think how he great would? would it be if we could just get him to say how interesting and just oh play it? Oh my god, I would get him to say that and I also would want him to do a thing that's like listen to the show. I'm yeah, John Larroquette. Listen to M-Class Podcast. We Man, can- you think Send him a DM, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Is he on Twitter? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Let's do it before he dies. Sure. He's definitely, like, completely white-haired at this point, so... Yeah. He looks good, though. Yeah. He's definitely aged pretty well for a guy who's always looked like John Larroquette. <laughs> he's handsome. He he's is handsome. on Twitter. He is... Um, wait, this isn't really him, is it? He's not... He's not things. He's not, uh, what do you call it, checkmarked. Is he not? He. Oh, no, he is. There it is. Oh, okay. It so we've, we found John Larroquette. This is the first step on our get John Larroquette we found to do him. shit on our show. <laughs> we found him on a social media site that literally everybody uses. <laughs> so this episode, Josh, I wanted to front load this episode with a little bit of discussion about oh, the themes in this episode. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, this episode is like two sides of the same coin. It's yes. parallel storytelling to show two outcomes. One where we extend a hand of friendship in a trying time, and the other when we turn away. I was going to say, uh, I think I can pinpoint the moment when Jordy averts a war with Romulus. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, I think I know where Jordy saves the entire galaxy. I can tell you the, the moment when he does it. It's probably true. And it's Whereas like, Worf is like, I don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> Worf is like, look, Romulans killed my parents. I am a huge racist against Romulans. Yeah. They all deserve to die. Klingons do hate Romulans. They hate them. 
Yes. Like, for whatever reason. I don't know. It's like a blood feud. Sure. The Klingons are... They stay really mad about stuff, so... Yeah. That's I me mean, being very uh, anti-Klingons, I guess. But I'm not. They just get... No. They, they hold a grudge as, as, a, as a society. <laughs> Josh loves a Klingon. I do love Klingons. This this episode, uh, brilliantly shot and directed, really atmospheric and moody setting on yes. the planet Galorndon Core. Galorndon Core. I know some uh, expanded universe facts about Galorndon Core. Welcome Shoot to them. Expanded Universe Corner with Josh. Share them with us, Josh. So Galorndon Core is a Federation world, which they say in the beginning of the episode yep. uh, during the Romulan Earth War. Galorndon Core was a um, habitable planet. It was uh, like Class M planet, and there was a battle overhead in in space uh, near the planet. And it's one of the it's the second planet where the Romulans use the "let's go to warp into the planet" technique, the kamikaze Jesus. into the planet. So that's why it's like that because they fucked it all up. Does any of the extended universe stuff explain why there are two Romulans on Galorndon Core in this episode? They talk about that, I think, in the later episode with Jarok. Uh, Jarok is the defector guy. Yeah. I think he references it. Galorndon Core becomes important because of this episode. Yes. It's, it's like a... They mentioned in this episode that someone could set up a base on that planet and it would be completely undetectable by the Yeah, because you can't see you can't see through the uh, ionic shit. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the ionic shit. storms. Yeah. So that would that makes sense. I think uh, probably that's why uh, they have a hard on about it. The Romulans are a little grudgy about it, I guess. If you want to look at it like from the expanded universe point of view, I don't know. They're grudgy about a planet that they themselves made inhospitable to life. <laughs> yeah, because I think they wanted it, right? Because the Romulans... When we watch Minefield, uh, you'll see why. Okay. Not okay. for this specific planet, but for in like, general. the way that they are about shit. Uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about an actor in this episode. Oh, I did. Uh, his name is Andreas Katsoulis. I think wow. he's Greek. He's he's, uh, he's Admiral Tomahawk. I'm going to call him Admiral Tomahawk. Don't uh, continue stream this. Just call him by his real name. <laughs> I'm continue streaming it. Uh, your name's Tomahawk now. Admiral Tomahawk, or Commander Tomahawk, sorry. Uh, he's the guy from Babylon 5. He's Jakar, if you're a Babylon 5 fan. Yes. And I knew him mostly from the one-armed man in uh, The Fugitive. Fugitive. Yeah, he is the one-armed man that Harrison Ford babbles about for the entire yeah. film. I think we both, before the episode, said that we've seen The Future probably 700 times. Take- yeah, it was constantly on HBO. Yeah, it never was not on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> that, and, I, and I said True Lies. I think they were like yeah, True competing. Lies was always on as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody from True Lies is in this episode, though. That's that's the John Larroquette. That's the Kevin Cole <laughs> bummer of the week. Bummer. <laughs> nobody from fucking True Lies was in this episode. I think we definitely could get Kevin to say bummer for. Us. Oh, for sure. Just have him say bummer. Bummer. <laughs> You'd have to edit that into every episode we say it. Never mind. 
<laughs> if it was John Larroquette, I would edit that fucking shit in every single oh time we said anything remotely interesting. <laughs> It'd just be a whole podcast of us finishing sentences and just his voice coming in with, how interesting. <laughs> like, he's the audience. Like, you're sitting next to him at home listening yeah. to the podcast, and he's just commenting on it. John Larroquette is our key demographic, so... <laughs> Uh, let's get into this episode proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Enterprise D gets a distress call uh, in the neutral zone, which is a little weird. Little weird. Doesn't happen yeah. very often at all. Yeah. Uh, so Picard is going to go ahead and quietly respond to this problem because you know mm-hmm. you're not really supposed to enter the neutral zone. Yes. Um, it's it's nebulous, the neutral zone. Like, you're not supposed to enter it, but you're not breaking the treaty by being inside of it. It's crossing it that breaks the treaty. It's, well, it gets... So, Galernan Core is not in the neutral zone, I don't think. No, it's just at the edge. It's, like, right zone. on the edge, right? Yeah. But, like, since, like, the Romulans and the Federation both kind of, like, have been doing this dance for the past couple hundred years, like... Yeah. The rules get, like changed and and like there's just like nobody nobody wants to pull the trigger right like so the romulans go in the federation goes in everyone sort of forgets about it they're like yeah Yeah, okay the thing about the romulans is something that gets pointed out on our emails i'll have to point it out in the email episode sorry Mm -hmm. i don't have them with me at the moment yeah but uh the romulans are like the old romans in that they want someone to cause war for them Right. They're like they America. want to be completely blame. Yeah, like America. They're like us. They want to be completely blameless. They yeah. need someone to attack them. Yep. So it's something that my wife actually pointed out is that Romulans are absolutely fucking terrible liars. Right. They'll lie straight to your face in a way that lets you know they're lying. Right. And it's, it's because they want you to call them on that lie so that you're responsible for the war. Right. They want a war. They just want the Federation to be responsible for it. Right. So history will view them as the underdog or the victim or whatever. Yeah, the they're the victim and they're just fighting back. Right. It's, they're justified in doing what they're going to do. Um, but uh, they find out that the planet is, of course, Galarnan Core, which is constantly like covered in electromagnetic storms. Yeah, it's a nightmare zone. <laughs> yeah, it's like a giant industrial fans of the planet. Yeah. Always storming. Uh-huh. And they can't even scan the planet. They have to send down an away team to look for survivors of the, you know, wherever the distress call was coming from. Yeah, this- they can't They can't scan it, so they have to... There's, like, a window of, of opportunity that they can beam down, right? Yeah. And this also brings up questions, like, it's a, a little plot hole that doesn't really bother me or anything, but how does the distress call get off the planet? when other signals can't get through the electromagnetic yeah, storms. Maybe the really distress matter. call was sent when they were crashing. Maybe. maybe. It doesn't really I matter either know. way, really. Maybe a distress like a distress call is like some different type of beacon. Maybe it, maybe it's like a black box and they can find it like yeah. in lots of different situations. So uh, Riker, LaForge, and Worf go down to the planet. Uh, a little note, like no one, like almost no one besides Picard calls him LaForge. Everyone else calls him Jordy. Jordy, yeah. Which I think is weird. Yeah. Why is Mr. he LaForge. the first name and no one else is? Because his name is like cute. <laughs> Jordy. Jordy. 
Uh, it's because also everybody really likes him. He's like friends with everybody. Yeah, he's a buddy. He's like your buddy. Um, but they they try to keep a transporter lock on the team, mm-hmm. but they can't really. They bring one of my favorite Star Trek props, but a miniature version of oh, it. Oh, the tiny tube. The little the little. I love the the uh, the transport enhancers in like the episode with the Davidians. Oh, the like, ones where they're like gigantic. They're like big and they like yeah. put them around. I love those, but this one's like a mini one. Yeah, those are really cool props. <laughs> they are cool. I would love that. to have one, dude. I would love to have one as a lamp. Oh, that'd be oh awesome. my god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I wonder if I can, we can like get those. I don't know. They sold off everything in that it's a wrap sale. What? Yeah, when was, was that? Like, <laughs> it was like the Star Trek it's a wrap sale after the end of Enterprise, where they sold props from all know. the Star Trek series. Probably to, like charity, right? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, the money went to charity for the most part. Yeah. Um, they find a really broken ass ship, like, and they discover that you it's know, like disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, it's like seven pieces of metal on the ground at this yeah. point. It's like a real like when a when a real thing when a real plane crashes and you, all you see is like a hole in the ground. Yeah, pretty much. You don't you don't see like parts. Like <laughs> it just goes away. <laughs> it doesn't like skid parts off of it as yeah, it lands. It just disintegrates. <laughs> but uh, they figure out that it was blown up after it landed. Oh, Jordy sees like the residual whatever the fuck on it. Yeah, thing. he uses his time glasses yeah, and he I sees got... that it was blown up. Space glasses! <laughs> and uh, Worf finds a Romulan who tries to choke him. Like, Worf is gonna choke him but then the Romulan starts choking him instead. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and he, like, shoves his nose into his brain. Yeah, not only that, but he, like, pulls his hand back. Like, he's thinking it's in slow motion, but it's not. Yeah. So it looks really awkward. I always thought that, like, during this part, like, he didn't want to hit him. I always got that feeling like he was like, oh, no, should I hit this guy? Like, no, I, you he know, hates Romulans. I know, but I think he, like, at this point is still very, like, Federation trained. You know what I mean? That's true. That he hasn't. He hasn't fully reached, like, I'm a Klingon wharf yet. Like, that's coming up soon. I think it's supposed to be, like, he's struggling to hit him because he's choking him, but it doesn't yeah. really come across that well. It just looks kind of not great. But uh, everyone yells everyone's name for a yeah. while. I love the acting in this scene because, like... They have to pretend that there's lots of noise happening. Yeah. <laughs> when they're on a set and, like, there is no noise. There's a lot of fans going at this point. Like, giant industrial fans. I don't even think they use, like, fans for... They might They might have ADR'd it, but there are some parts where I think that it's them yelling. Like, for actual, just pretending. Oh, for sure. It, it's and like they add, really like, weird. the overdub effect where it sounds like there's something over top of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Jordy just falls into, like, a perfectly cut hole. Yeah, he he baby Jessica's himself in a hole. <laughs> That's a reference that if you're 35 years old, you'll get. <laughs> I'm 31, fuck you. <laughs> um, but they, they have to leave him because they only have a short transport window and they have no idea when they're, yeah. you know, they're going to be able to get off the planet or not. So they, Yeah, there's like, no, like, predictable... Bye. Right, there's no, like, predictable weather pattern, so they're like, we gotta go. Worf does try to go, like, leave. He tries to go back to find Jordy, and Riker's yeah. like, no, we have to get off this planet right now, and then we can come back later. Yeah. Uh, Riker is fucking pissed the entire episode because no one will let him beam down to the planet to look for Jordy. Yeah, he's really mad. He, like, yells at the captain, and the yeah. captain's like, look, we have to, like, think about this shit. 
He's like, but my best friend. Yeah. yeah, I think this is when they get the 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 other bad news, right? Uh, well, they they take the Romulan to sick bay, and yeah. Picard's all like, you know, Galorn and Kor could be like full of Romulans for all we know. Maybe they're like building a base there, right? And they're gonna question the Romulan, but uh, Doctor Crusher tells them that he's dying. Yeah, he's been in the atmosphere too long, and it, like, fucks with your brain. Like, it yeah. de- degrades your synapses. And it's gonna do the same thing to Jordy as well. Yeah. Which makes Riker like, well, fucking let me go down and get him! And Picard's I'll fucking like, go get my friend! Picard's like, no. We need more dramatic tension. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Crusher's like, look, we need a ribosome from someone, from, like, a donor that's compatible. Yeah. And we can't replicate it because it's too complicated. Sure, I guess. Why uh, not? As it turns out, like, <laughs> Vulcans are not close enough to Romulans? To uh, It doesn't matter. It's, it's Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I was, like, I was trying to, like, headcanon my way through that. I was like, well, maybe they, like, genetically, like, change themselves. You know, maybe, maybe they, like, fucked with themselves or something. Who knows? I don't know. It's some dumb shit where they're like, well, we got Vulcans on the ship. Why wouldn't they be, you know? What I mean, they, they should have done they was been, been like, like, we don't have any Vulcans on board right now. Or they could have been like, they could have said that, or they could have been like, we tested all the Vulcans and it, it, it's not. I mean, they, they do weren't that. compatible. Yeah, they do that They anyway, do that yeah. later, but I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me that Vulcans wouldn't be a match and, and Klingons would, just from like a scientific standpoint. Right, you could have you just written it so that just that guy didn't have a match. Like maybe he had like a rare, not, you don't even have to say it's rare, but like he, they, nobody matched his. What they could have done is, like, had it be, like, uh, a blood type thing where there's, like, thousands of blood types in the universe. Right. And the closest thing we've got on board is Klingon blood that we can, like, uh, we can manipulate it in order to make it work. Right. But in the end, it's all in the service of a story, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they do try to question the Romulan, but he's just like an asshole and then passes out. He's a military guy, and he's like, I won't answer your questions. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I was on the planet by myself, and Riker's like, that's bullshit! I want my friend! <laughs> he's like up at his grill, and he's like, this fucking guy is like dying, and Riker's yeah. like, tell he's me! Like, he's like, just fucking tell me! I need my best friend! It's fucking crazy. It's um, torqued up. Everybody knows that I use the Memory Alpha wiki for synopses. Yeah, why not? As I go through this, I wanted to point out that the Memory Alpha wiki now says, On the planet, LaForge is okay. <laughs> he's okay? Like, no, I mean, really, dude. He's, like, alive. But... Well, he has sand in his <laughs> shoes. He complains about that. Uh, he's, like, a fucking MacGyver genius on this planet as well. He Star Wars is it a bit. He uses the, the, the good old let's melt some shit with the phaser yeah. trick. Like, he, he finds a bunch of, like, little sunk, like, chunks of metal in the wall. Yeah. And he, like, rips them out with his bare hands. Uh-huh. Uh, we find out that Jordy is, like, really fucking strong in this episode <laughs> as well. Because he makes, like, uh, climbing spikes. Yeah. And he all upper body climbs his way out of the pit, just digging spikes into the ground. It's nuts, dude. Nuts. Dude's like ripped as fuck underneath that outfit. For sure. <laughs> it's uh, all that fucking in the holodeck, dude. For sure, dude. Like he's he's getting his workout from fucking. He's banging that Leia Brahms uh oh, no. hologram. <laughs> That's so fucked up. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, back on board the ship, the only part of the episode that bothers me happens. And I'm sure you can guess what part that is. I don't know. I don't think I know. Uh, everybody's like, I don't. we don't know what to do to save our best friend Jordy. He's trapped on the planet. Oh, We're yeah, all a bunch of Will, super trained Will scientists. Wheaton. Yeah, yeah. Will Wheaton We is, all went to yeah. the academy and we're super trained scientists. And we yeah, had I, an entire science crew on board, but... I do hate that because he is such an obnoxious fucking prick. He's like, like a, he's a real Mary Sue, right? Where, he's, dude, oh my god, yeah. And he's like, well, why don't we use a neutrino beacon? The way you a, said it just then, uh, it's more like this. He's more like, Captain, I know what we could do. We could use a neutrino beam, and we'll be we'll launch it on the planet, and then he can change it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, "Oh my God, Wesley, you're the smartest man that ever lived." What I just did was one thousand times better acting than yeah. when he said it on the show. And then Captain Picard himself gets down on his knees and fellates him. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's a weird part. It's a weird not because it's uh like. It's weird that he's a child and it happens, <laughs> right. I think. Right, that's the main weird... That's but, what I was getting at. <laughs> um, so they're like, you know, he can see it on his visor, and then they can beam him up, and Picard's like, yeah, go do it. He can see the fellatio on his visor. And <laughs> Does that, that Captain Picard suck at a child's dick up there? Oh, shit, I know exactly where to go to get beamed out <laughs> They now. must have shot a neutrino beam down. It fucking, like, Data's right there, he's like a fucking robot, and, like, they have an entire crew of <laughs> yeah, fucking it's, science officers. And it's, they needed him to have a line, I guess, I don't I know. Guess. He's the one who does this all the time, in these are in, like, the first few seasons of the show. Yeah, the show, this, this episode, uh, I mean, I, I want to save it for later when we talk about the whole thing, but this episode is, is really good, and it's, yes. like, really when the show is hitting its stride. Um, yes, this uh, this is but literally Will my is only still problem <laughs> yeah. in the episode. Yeah, Will Wheaton is still on the show, so you're gonna have some yeah. of this. My only problem in the entire episode, Will Wheaton's in it. Yeah, that's it. it. <laughs> uh, they get a transmission from the neutral zone. It's Commander Tomalock who is uh, also responding to the distress signal, and he's like, "Look, we're coming." Yeah. Yeah, he's responding to the to the Romulan distress signal. Yeah, the one like, that the Enterprise responded to to begin with. Right. So so he's like like piggybacking it, I guess, on onto like the signal itself, so like nobody can see it or whatever. Yeah, but, but the, they they, they do see like it. intercept yeah. it. Yeah, they see it. And Picard's like, "Hey, Tomalock, uh, we know you're. We found one of your guys on our yeah. planet in Federation space." And then he responds. what's up with that. <laughs> Like, he's not responding until, like, Picard yeah. says that, and then he's like, hey, Picard, what's it's up? It's so hey? fucking Romulan. That's, like, the most <laughs> Romulan shit. And he's like, Captain Picard, good to see. He's, like, sucking yeah. his dick hard, dude. And yeah. He's like, look, it was a navigational error. Our a slight computer, navigational error, yeah. Our guy's computer, his navigational computer fucked up, and he crossed the entirety of Romulan space and went through the neutral zone <laughs> and ended up in your space by accident. Yeah. It's crazy. It happens. And Picard's like, look, I really don't want a war. Yeah. So I'm going to pretend like you're not lying to me. Right. But and you are definitely lying to me. <laughs> and fucking, he's got his finger on his on his goddamn start war button, and he's like, do you believe me? Do you believe me? <laughs> and, start the war. And Picard's like, yeah, I believe you. And he's like, fuck, all right. Yeah, well, I'll meet right. you in the neutral zone then, and we can you can give me my dying Romulan. Yeah. 
And uh, Riker and Worf are like, hey, we should keep this guy and torture him. <laughs> and Picard's like, what? Yeah, he doesn't say, they don't say torture him, but they're like, we should, like, interrogate him. And, yeah, like, we should see keep, what he keep him and interrogate him. And he's like, look, we're going to return him. He's, yeah. we don't want to start a war. If we keep the guy, it might start a war. Yeah, Picard is like full blown all the good things about Captain Picard in this episode. Oh, he's for like, sure. like he goes so far out of his way. Yeah, to he's bad in a thousand. War. Yeah, he's on he's on his game, and everyone else is like, I fucking hate Romulus. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give him to him, and everything will be fine. And then Doctor Crusher's like, Actually, yeah. this dude's fucking dying. Yeah, he's we need super this, dying. We need this ribosome donor, or he's dead forever. So we're gonna test everybody on the ship to see if they have the ribosome. That should need. take one, one or two seconds. <laughs> yeah, we only have two thousand people on the ship, so you it'll only be they, a couple seconds. You think that they could just like look at the transporter logs and be like, do they have the ribosome in them or not? Yeah, maybe they do that. Maybe that's what they. Maybe do. that's how they do it, or maybe look in their files or something. I mean, I'm sure everybody who's on that ship needs to be like scanned right yeah like, they do the test whatever the yeah. test is yeah even like the kids and shit like i'm sure they get like medical yeah. workouts before they I mean, go on it not everybody's gonna get on the ship by transporter but like a lot of them are you know i would think almost everybody would i feel I don't like think they're people like loaded one by like uh transport vessel a you lot think? as well i don't, I don't know. know there's a like lot of transporter aren't... rooms so maybe <laughs> Yeah, there's like 17 transporter rooms. But, uh, fucking, uh, Wesley Crusher's like, hey, I finished my probe, everybody! <laughs> and Worf is, this is like kind of a funny moment where he's like, I finished my probe, Captain! And he's mm. like, alright, Worf, launch it. Yeah. And I just imagine Wesley Crusher being like, oh! made it first let me take my blue ribbon off of it that i made for it because i'm the smartest boy (laughs) i'm a genius right captain right captain tell me again how much you liked my neutrino probe and of course it lands and fucking jordy sees it and he's like only wesley would have been smart enough to make this so fucking stupid uh, and LaForge... Not the robot who's, like, literally a fucking computer that can just do whatever. <laughs> Wesley Crusher is the only one aboard yeah. the flagship of the Federation who's smart enough to make a probe. <laughs> uh, LaForge starts walking towards it, uh, like, st- straight up, like, ain't nothing gonna break my stride stuff. Yeah, he, like, moonwalks half the way. <laughs> it's crazy. And, uh, he just gets knocked the fuck out by a Romulan. Yeah. And then there's a commercial break where several McDonald's commercials play. Let's do that ourselves. Let's play some McDonald's commercials. All right. We'll be right back after these messages from our hopefully sponsor. Give us money. For you parents who don't speak Klingonese, he's saying people of Earth unite and bring your kids to McDonald's for a Star Trek meal. That's a regular hamburger, fries, soft drink, a McDonald's and cookie sampler, and a Star Trek prize. Oh, yes, five different boxes based on Star Trek, the motion picture, action scenes, jokes, games. He says, take it from a father who knows. His kids love him. McDonald's Star Trek meal available for your kids now. And we're back with more M-Class Podcast. Hi. Hopefully you purchased some of those good, good products. 
Yeah, from our real-life sponsors. Uh, or if they would like to be. Send emails to us. Uh, that's M-Class Email, singular. <laughs> Maybe I should get M-Class Emails, plural, as well, and just use both of them. Wait, didn't you say that somebody had that one? No, I just accidentally didn't add an S when I made the address. <laughs> I was very clear on this point. <laughs> I thought that somebody had it. No, somebody oh. has M-Class Podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, which I don't understand at all why why anyone would have that, but... That's really annoying. Oh, well. Fuck that guy or lady. Fuck that person. <laughs> fuck that piece of shit is what they are. Down on the planet Galordan Core, uh, we learn that the Romulan's name is Bokra? 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 Bokra. Bokra. And, like, uh... Bok- like, Bert Bacharach. Yeah, Bert Bacharachra. Uh, has Jordy, like, held up at gunpoint. And he's like, and Jordy's like, hey, let's be friends. And he's like, fuck you. Yeah, he's really uh, a, bu- a butthole. I love those Romulan handheld phasers. They're, I like, do too. One of my favorite props. I love it. They're very, like, bird like, which is very yeah. appropriate. Sorry, disruptor. Yeah, it's disruptor. Not a phaser. And, like, Jordy really tries to, like, talk him up. He's like, I got sand in my boots. Don't you hate it? And he's like, fuck you. Yeah, he calls him, like, friend and stuff. Like, he's trying to, like, yeah, be a cool. <laughs> he's like, what's your name? And he's like, ah, uh, Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge. He rolls his He's like, name and rank. And he's like, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, and then he's like, I didn't get your name, Com- Commodore. He calls him Commodore. Yeah, which is not a rank, I think, in Rocky. No, no, it's not, but I think he's like, it's very, like, reminiscent of, like, like comrade, I guess. And, yeah, like, it's very, a little like, bit. This is their Russian, you know? A little bit, yeah. There's a lot of Cold War shit in Star yeah. Trek, so. Um, <laughs> back on the ship, we find out Lieutenant Worf has the only compatible ribosome. Oh, no. And if he doesn't give up his ribosome, the Romulan (laughs) will definitely fucking die. And Worf's like, if he dies, he He dies. (laughs) And then he injects himself with steroids, weirdly. It's crazy. (laughs) It's such a weird part. But he's like, you know, they killed my parents. They fucking, I saw him die in front of my eyes. And if you saw that, then you wouldn't want to help either. And Dr. Crusher's like, but he'll die. And he's like, Fuck that guy. Yeah, Dr. Crusher ain't ready for that Klingon truth shit that he spit. <laughs> and Every- everyone's real being real human about it. Yeah, he's being real Klingon about it. He's like, yeah. look, he his kind wronged me. <laughs> yeah. They will pay. <laughs> and uh like the the Enterprise still hasn't heard back from Jordy, so they're a little bit worried that he's gonna die, right? Or, or they might dead. already be dead, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tomahawk calls up and he's like, yo, we're, we're like 20 minutes away from the rendezvous point and you're not even there. <laughs> Where are you guys? I'm standing by the Chick-fil-A <laughs> at the food court. Where are you? I can see all the way to the Starbucks and you're not <laughs> here yet. I don't even see your stupid bald head. Uh, Fucking um, Tomalock's like, look, uh, I'm I'm coming out of the neutral zone. And yeah. Picard's like, if you come out of the neutral zone, I'm gonna kick your ass. Yeah, he he's he's not having it. Picard's like, yo, don't do that. Tomalock's like, we'll see. 
We'll see, bitch. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a real uh, Romulan standoff here. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, That's how they say it in the twenty fourth century. <laughs> Romulan standoff. Yeah, That's probably they true. They don't say Mexican standoff anymore. It's probably Romulan standoff at this point. Probably. Um, a bunch of rocks fall <laughs> and land on Bakra. A bunch of rocks that totally aren't styrofoam no. fall on this guy. They're definitely not barely painted styrofoam. This is the part that where Jordy saves the Federation. Yeah, he uh, he could leave that Romulan there to die. He could leave him there, but mostly he doesn't even go for the the, the disruptor. Like he just like picks the guy up. Yeah, he like, carries him into the cave. And the guy uh, is, like, completely fucked up by rocks and can barely walk, <laughs> but he still picks his fa- his disruptor up, and yeah. Jordy's like, you have to be shitting me. Dude, <laughs> fucking rocks, my only weakness. <laughs> 37 rocks, my only weakness. He's like, uh, welcome to the Galorndon core where no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought was cute. It's really good. He he's really good on this episode. And they're like completely fucking trapped in this cave because they start like losing their uh, like their nervous system starts breaking down. Yeah, the, the Romulan radiation. guy. Yeah, the Romulan guy's legs don't work anymore because yeah. he's been there for a little while. Also, he just got hit by thirty-seven rocks. <laughs> so. And he, yeah, and he got in a crash ship, which probably didn't help. No. Fucking yeah. back on the ship, Worf goes to talk to Riker, and Riker just downs his fucking drink and one drink when he comes in, like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Which I thought was very telling of where the scene was going. <laughs> the Riker was like, "Look, I need a drink if I'm gonna get through this." Yeah, I gotta, I'm gonna talk to fucking Worf. I'm gonna need to get sauced a bit. Worf's like, uh, "Well, if." Riker tries to like appeal to his like you know sense of camaraderie first. He's like, you know, I understand right. where you're coming from. And right. He's like, with all due respect, you don't. My you parents don't were killed, yeah. and it was by Romulans. And Riker's like gives this really great speech about like generation after generation carrying hatred for things yeah. that people have done in the past, and like how like his racism is just going to teach further racism between the two races. Right, it makes it okay. It makes the racism okay. It's justified at that point. And, like, uh, this is another one of those things that I would love to point out when people are like, Riker's a big dumb jock! Yeah. yeah. He hates women and fucking he's a racist! It's almost like people or characters uh, could have more than one thing about them. It's almost (laughs) like if you watch a show, you learn what a character is actually like. Yeah. Weird! Weird. Maybe you should watch it. But worse, like, uh, he he leaves because he gets called to sickbay, and yeah. the Romulan's like, look, I'd rather die than have Klingon filth, filth. in my blood. Ugh, it's so, like, it's so, it it really, like, that that line, then the way he says it, I was like, oh, man, that's some racist-ass shit, Yeah, dude. that's straight-up, like, racism, like, we got. That's, like, real-ass racism, <laughs> yeah. That's why this is, like, straight up two sides of the same coin, because we yeah. see Jordy like, really come to understand the Romulan that he meets, Bakra. Right. And Worf absolutely refuses to save the life of another one. Jordy saves his guy's life. Right. Uh, 
Worf's uh, dilemma is like much simpler. Yes. In the sense that like all he would have to do is literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like he just has to give uh, give his ribosomes, which yeah. will be no risk to him whatsoever. Right. She'll just like do the thing and yeah. like his arm, and he won't even fucking feel it because it's the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it. Jordy like needs to survive but like he also could like be doing the exact opposite of what he's doing and trying to survive. Yeah, he's risking while, his own life right. to save uh, the Bakra, the right. Romulan. He yes. doesn't have to do that. If he could if he could just escape right. from Bakra, he could have made it to the beacon long beforehand. Right, plus it's a Federation planet and like he has every right to just like do whatever he wants to this yeah. guy, right? Like you're not supposed to be here, dude. Like <laughs> like we could kill you right now and like nobody's going to give a shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the situation gets worse and worse for him because he keeps helping yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Like he helps Bakra and they end up in the cave together and everything mm. and they start to become friends. They at least start to understand each other a little bit better. Yeah. And fucking uh like Jordy loses his sight. Yeah, his synapses and his eyes don't work, which I relate to because my right eye, it I can't. That's what was. Ha- that's what happened to it. So, do you have like use of your right eye now? Uh, yeah, I do now. It's really bad. Um, I describe it to people as like it's like uh pixelated. Dude, you know what's fucked up is that we're like so similar that my right eye is the one I wear glasses for. Yeah. It's, I have, like, horrible, like, I have astigmatism, like, horribly right. in that eye. Yeah, I have amblyopia, which is, like, they used to call it Much a lazy worse. eye. <laughs> it's not a lazy eye, but they used to call it that. So, like, there's a bruise on my brain uh, where my optic nerve meets my brain. Damn. And they think that, like, whatever doctors were given pregnant women in the 80s did this to kids because like there's a shitload of kids who have this from that time so Damn. way to go <laughs> way to go doctors you way to go assholes. you shitty doctors i didn't need two eyes fuck you i got one that works asshole i actually Dicks. don't my left eye also has a little bit of stigmatism in yeah it, so well my eyesight is like pretty terrible so yeah. <laughs> it's like at least you to that point where colors I'm like, right motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm That's just funny. really fucking super thankful that I only have like very slight color blindness. Yeah, and not like super color blindness. Yeah, I have it to the point where I can train myself to tell the difference between colors by like staring yeah. at them a little bit longer. That's crazy. Like I'm working on that as I get older, which is weird to do. Have you ever right. tried the glasses? Have you ever tried those glasses? No, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd they're love expensive as shit. Yeah, that's why I haven't tried them. <laughs> I have uh, no money. Someone please commission me or hire me to make art. <laughs> yeah, do that. Uh, anyway. But don't make them draw in red. <laughs> look, it's blue and purple. Oh, sorry. And, I thought uh, it was red. I've trained myself to tell the difference. Blue and bit, purple? So fuck you. Sometimes blue and purple are tough for, uh, like, just in general. Yeah, that's the blue and purple things on the you know the color blindness test. We're supposed to see the numbers. Those are the only yeah. ones that I fuck up. Oh man, did I ever tell you the story? This we're getting off on a tangent, but uh, <laughs> there was a kid that it's that it used. To, uh, I used to work at this college, and there was a kid uh, who would go there. His name was Matt, and uh, 
<laughs> we had a me and Mike had like a colorblind test up, and it and it said like funny stuff in them, and we were like, "Ah, oh, it's pretty funny." And the the kid comes over, he's like, "What are you guys looking at?" And we're like, "Oh, we're looking at this colorblind test thing." And he's like, "What about it?" And we we're like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, I can't, I, I can't see that." What do you, like what? And we're like, can you read that? And he's like, "There's nothing there." And we were like, see, "You're fucking colorblind, thing. motherfucker!" Yeah, you have to accept that shit. <laughs> And there's also the thing that, like, non-colorblind people do, which uh, always pisses me off, where they put one up that has nothing in it. Yeah. It's like the colors that I can see. Like, I can see red and greens. I don't have that problem. That's not the problem, right? That's not the You can tell. I I see, and it's empty, and I'm like, there's nothing in it. And they're like, ha-ha, you can't see colors. And I'm like, dude, there's nothing No, I can tell. Yeah, I I can tell. tell. And somebody will come along and be like, yeah, there's nothing in that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a, a three uh, the the 3D things. Remember those? The, the yeah. magic eye. I could never do those. I can't do those either. You have to have your eyes have to be somewhere near each other and the ability to see like your 2020 type yeah, vision. Yeah, I can't. I could never. It do It has to be like the same. You have to somewhere near the same, like 35, right. 40 or something. Right. And my eyes are so completely fucking different. That there's no way I can see those. Oh, I only had one, so I'd be like, "Yeah, it's fun looking at a three-dimensional object with <laughs> one eye." Uh, <laughs> hope you enjoy your fucking depth perception. Uh, back to the episode. Uh, Bakra and Jordy start working together. Like, there's that great line where Bakra is like, "Then I'll be your eyes." I'll be your eye. It's that trope. I don't know the name of the trope, but it's either. the. It's the, like, we got handcuffed together, now I gotta escape. <laughs> yeah, well, this whole part is, like, the movie Hear No Evil, See No Evil. See No Evil, Richard yeah. Richard Pryor and uh, That's Gene... That's exactly Gene Hackman. Gene, not Gene Hackman. Or Gene, Gene uh, Wilder, sorry. Gene Wilder, yeah. It's yeah. Hear No Evil, See No Evil, but in space with an alien. Oh, man, it's so good. I love I love Gene Wilder. I do, too. I fucking love Richard Pryor, too. Dude, I want to watch Silver Streak. Oh, my God. That's a great fucking movie. That movie is great. Also, uh, Brewster's Millions. Oh, Brewster's Millions is fucking hilarious. Oh, I fucking love Brewster's uh, Millions. You know what's not good that he's in? Superman 3. <laughs> <laughs> he invents the computer that makes the fucking money get taken out of the yeah, bank account. That is referenced very heavily in office space yeah (laughs) um anyway they work together to hook up jordy's visor to uh the tricorder Mm -hmm. so that they can detect the neutrino stream and uh they they work like a great ass team together yeah Uh, high five in (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately tomalock and his uh in his ship crosses the neutral zone it just comes into federation space he's like fuck it Decloak. It's there. Like they started it. Now I can finally get my war. Yeah, Tomalock's a fucking prick. And uh, Jordy and Bakra find the neutrino beam, and they uh, try and alert the Enterprise with it. Uh, meanwhile, Picard, being Picard, is like Worf. I can't order you. I love this part to, so much. I cannot order you to donate what this Romulan needs to live, but I'm asking you. I'm begging you. Yeah. You could, like, do this. prevent the a war that's gonna kill, like, billions of things. Yeah. <laughs> and Worf's just like, I can't. I'm Klingon. Yeah. Can't do it. Yep. And, like, there's this really, like, fucking... 
it kind of makes you mad at Worf, and it makes you feel like powerless in the same way that Picard probably does in that scene. Yeah, it's really great the way Where they do it. Worf's like, I can't, and Picard sits down and he says, "You, that'll be all. Yep. He, tells, he thinks he thinks he's gonna order him because yeah. Worf thinks he's gonna like order him to do it. He but he says, "Mr. Worf," and then he's like ready, and he like stands up at attention more, and That'll he's like, be all. "That'll be all." Yep. And calls, Worf's like, "What?" <laughs> he calls Doctor Crusher, and he's like, "Yeah, don't bother Worf anymore." And she's like, "Oh well, I won't have to because Romulan's fucking dead." He she says that he's like she's fucking he's fucking dead, man. He's fucking dead. <laughs> Tell Worf he's an asshole. Yeah, Worf's fucking what she says. <laughs> Hope I don't have to replace his spine one day. Yeah, maybe I'll fuck that surgery up on purpose. <laughs> holy shit. That's what she says. It's, it's really weird. And that's actually what Picard says, too. He goes, holy shit. Yeah, he goes, holy shit, Beverly. <laughs> I'm so turned on by your fucking craziness right now. <laughs> You're a redhead, so that makes you crazy as fuck. <laughs> fucking redheads, am I right, number one? Riker just slowly stands up from behind the desk. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes that's right captain he's got his fucking trombone with <laughs> and he just goes wah, 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 wah. dude the we, saw, we saw a cool episode yeah we definitely did you guys probably should have watched our version yeah watch that episode. episode um the fucking Romulan ship shows up and he's like look if you don't give our officer to us we're gonna kill you and Picard's like well he's fucking dead yeah, he's, he's dead. Sorry. What are you going to do, bitch? He's dead. <laughs> he's already dead. <laughs> so they power up their disruptor array, and at that yeah, same they... moment, because that's how it works in Star Trek, yep. they fu- they figure out that Jordy's alive and he's at the beacon. Yeah, it's pretty sweet how life works in Star Trek sometimes. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, real sweet. life. That's exactly how We won how the fucking lottery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Data's like, oh, there's a second life form as well, but we can't figure out what. And they're like, well, obviously that's got to be a Romulan. Who yeah. else would be down there? Yeah, not a, it's not a ghost. <laughs> and there's like some real fucking tension at this moment where like the yeah, only they don't way know they what can to do. teleport them yeah. up is to take the shields down. Right. But if they take the shields down, they'll just get blasted to death by disruptors. Right, and they're running out of time for the window to yeah. get them up. They can't. There's so. there's not much time left. It's great. Uh, so they need to figure something out. So Picard hails the ship and they won't answer. So he just talks at them. Yeah, he whips his dick out and he's like, "You're gonna listen to me. Check this out." Yeah, he's like, "Look, <laughs> uh, we could either start a war here, or I could teleport your man and my man up, and we could finally avoid it." Yeah, I love like when he starts off. He's like, "We both are in possession of." terrible weapons so he's talking yeah. about the ships like the ships are like like m- weapons of mass destruction that can blow up entire planets like that's how powerful yeah. these ships are <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean like the way he words it is straight up like either like we can figure out some sort of common ground we can do something or we can start another federation romulan war right and be the people who are responsible for it yeah and he's like, look, I can transport these people to the ship if I if I put my shields down. And this right. is a sign of good faith to you that I don't want to start a war. Mm-hmm. And it says worlds. It says worlds about Tomalok and about the Romulans in general. Yeah. That they're still people like we are that he, he does not fire on them. 
Right, he could just as easily just be like, well, this is what I wanted. Yeah. But it's is it? that Like, that's the thing about Romulans. It's like, is it? It's like, ne- you're never sure if they you really don't know. want war or not. Yeah. They're real horny for it, but then they see, like, it's going to happen, and they're like, oh, whoa, hold up, hold on. I think they're, like, really horny for it, but, like, they really don't want to be seen as the ones that are responsible for it. They want yeah. it to be the Federation's fault. Yeah, they're much better when their planet gets blown up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, um, Romulans, but you're way cooler when your planet gets blown up. <laughs> fucking Tom looks like, yo, Bakra, were you harmed? And he's like, no, as a matter of fact, Jordy is my best friend now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, I'll vouch for this human or whatever and he says. They kiss. It's so crazy. Yeah. And then Riker peeks his head out from a Jeff from a, a, a turbo lift and he's got his trombone and he goes, mm, that's <laughs> a good kiss. He starts playing like fucking when the moon hits your eye. <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. Kiss a Romulan. Um, so they look like Jordy and Worf escort Bakra to the transporter room. And the Enterprise escorts the Romulan ship that Tomalok's on out of Federation space. And then everyone doesn't die. (laughs) Nobody dies except that one Romulan. Who who cares about him? He was a giant prick. (laughs) To be honest, what the fuck was he doing there? Get out of here. Yeah, that's never really explained in this episode. Uh, I like that. It's explained later. Well, that's the thing about Romulans is if like if you take away the mystery of the Romulans, like yeah, a lot of that intrigue is gone. Like a lot of the interesting things about them. Yeah, the Romulans are 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 uh, I don't know. They're duplicitous. They're they're super spies. Like everybody's a spy. Like even the civilians are a spy. Like when they go to uh to Romulus to find Spock later on, and like everyone's being creepy Romulan because yeah. everyone's fucking living in this like spy society where it's like paranoia reigns, right? That's the thing, like, when Cardassians are first shown, they're like, uh, they have their own thing where like their their entire world is like a military. Yeah. And as it goes on, they become like the new Romulans. Right, they're, they're more Romulan by the end. Which I don't, uh, I don't really like. I feel like... Star Trek has a problem making enemies. Yeah. Where it's either the war race or the spy race. Right. There's not like a whole lot of like in the middle. Like or or like there'll be races like the Zankathy who like you hear about, but like they're just like isolated now. Like the Federation just like doesn't talk to them or yeah. whatever. Uh, like the 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 frozone race, like the cold race. What the fuck are they the, called? The Breen. The, the Breen. Breen. Yeah, they show up a little <laughs> bit in Deep Space. The Nine. Breen are like the Tholians, though. Like I, I like so like uh, another another Josh Henderson uh, expanded universe fun fact uh, is uh, like the Tholians like playing like STO. Like you get like a sense of like what they're like a little better because mm-hmm. you don't really get that in the show too much. Not but really. They're, like, they're just like an enemy. They're like pure chaos. Like they're chaotic evil, right? But they're not they're not they're, I guess they're chaotic neutral, I guess is what they would be. Cuz like they just do what the fuck ever and they never like tell anybody why they're really doing it. They're the just Josh like this Henderson is what we're doing now. It. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, come on. I'm chaotic evil all the if way. You're not chaotic evil. <laughs> I'm more like drunken master. 
Is that, like, a, is that like a thing? Neutral good. I would neutral say neutral good. good. Jolie Bindo. I'm like a Jolie Bindo. I'll Chaotic good, maybe. Chaotic good, maybe. Yeah, I'll take that. I think you're. But, I think you're a good good boy. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, but the, yeah, the the Cardassians fall into that like now we're spy because because of Garrick really right yeah uh, really and then they do like the Obsidian Order which yeah, is literally yeah. the uh, Romulan um, Tal Shiar Tal Shiar yeah it's like the same yeah. exact thing they I they like Cardassians a lot I just yeah. I I wish they would have had a little bit of their own identity more they get it back at the end of deep space nine I'd say, though. I, i'd say so yeah. i think the like damar and the rebellion and stuff really solidify like oh okay the cardassians like deep down are like decent people who yeah er- earned their freedom right like they they really get fucked over so like they're basically like post-war germany and yeah. at the beginning like when nazism hasn't really been stamped out yet right and as time goes on they just become uh romulans like they're more romulan than romulans yeah that's what that song more human than human is really about more romulan than romulan it's about romulan the <laughs> fucking I, I like i like cardassians a lot i just yeah it, it seems like romulans are like unnecessary at that point and they're kind of treated that way like where well, they are they are until they are are in the show right like they're in the show and it's like well we're like on the edge of maybe some sort of cooperation with them which is how it's always going to end up with the federation right right Uh, well i like i like that we're talking about deep space nine also but i i really like that like the detente between the humans and romulans is slow and it happens over like decades like like 30 40 years like like there, there's inklings of it in TNG, and like Picard really like ignites it, the fire of it with his like mastery of diplomacy. Um, and by the end of Nemesis, you're like, okay, the Romulans are pretty much ready to like be on board with the rest of the galaxy, like normalizing relations, right? Where like we can talk to them and we can like send envoys and shit. Yeah, but it's not until Hobus explodes that they get really cool. <laughs> You are so hung up on this. Uh, <laughs> hold on, my cat is fucking... Hold on. You gotta get down, dude. You can't just sit here. Fuck you. Get out of here. This will be, no. be great for all the listeners at home when this doesn't dude, get cut out. I'm not cutting this shit out. You gotta know about my life and this cat trying to get in front of my shit. It's a, it's a beautiful window into the life of Josh Henderson. It's every fucking day. It's like, oh, are you doing something? Let me stand here. <laughs> Yeah, well, my cat, before we were recording, like, was just laying on the floor next to me, meowing endlessly, yeah. and wouldn't leave, so I understand yeah. exactly what you're going through. <laughs> it's like, stop, what is your deal? You fuck? You fuck. fucking fuck? An interesting note <gasps> is that uh, Michael Dorn did not like this episode. Yeah, it doesn't really make him look very good. Uh He's quoted as saying, I called the producers and said I didn't agree. I thought giving blood was the honorable thing to do, and I thought that Worf would look uh, would be looked at by the audience as a murderer. Well, here's the thing about actors, and I will, I'm saying this as somebody who's acted. I'll, sometimes actors know where their character is going before the rest of the show knows. Yeah. And I think I think Michael Dorn probably knew, like, at this point, who, how he wanted to play Worf. The, apparently the producers felt like Worf was getting to be too human. 
And this yeah. was they're quoted as saying just a guy with a big head. <laughs> um, yeah, but so, then they give him like all these fucking Klingon episodes. Like there's like true. 47 Klingon episodes. Well, they were trying to figure out a way to show that he wasn't bound by the same morality as the humans on the ship. Yeah. And apparently Dorn, Michael Dorn saw uh saw God the light damn later. Damn it, space Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> he he saw the light later and was like that's I think that episode is definitely in character. Yeah, you have dwarf. to you have to like have him grow too. He can't just be like I'm the best dwarf that's ever lived right away, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um you got to be the best dwarf. Live your best wharf life, Michael Dorn. God damn it, Space Dorn. Space Dorn. <laughs> it's this episode is just a really fucking fantastic oh like the door opening very slightly on a relationship between Romulans and the Federation. Yeah, it's uh it's every a, interaction it says a lot. Every interaction between the Federation and the Romulans on the Federation side, at least, is another step towards understanding. Right. They, the, the Federation is in full, like, we gotta fix this mode. Because it's been going on long enough. And if we don't Hundreds fix it... of years. Yeah. If we don't, And they know from, from Earth history and just history in general, like, if you don't fix that shit, it just comes back and it cycles around. Ow, cat just stabbed me in the back with his claw. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, that hurt like shit. Dude, if you don't take care of it, it just comes back around. Yeah, it just goes back around, stabs you right in the back. Um, but, so, like, they're, they're, like, trying as best as they can. And, like, sometimes the Federation's a little overbearing. Like, even when yeah. I watch it, I'm like, there's, you guys gotta chill out a little bit. There's a little bit of, like, uh, yeah. we want you to join us. We want to hold hands kumbaya together. Yeah. And I can see as a Romulan how maybe you would be suspicious of that because it's oh, like for sure. you're not used to that shit. Well, that's know? the thing is like all of the Federation's enemies think that they're being disingenuous, but the right. thing about the Federation is that they're not being disingenuous. Well, well that's the thing. That's the, that's the thing also about like the Klingons and the Romulans is like the only way that you're going to prove yourself to them really is to like be in battle next to them, like. So, like, after the Dominion War, the the Romulans are like, all right, the Federation is not something to fuck with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they learned they that are, lesson. They are scary as shit. Like, they, the Federation is fucking for real still. But also, they're like, look, like, they fought with us, and, like, we defeated, like, this crazy enemy. So, like, maybe we can be friends, you know? Yeah. I mean, if this was the first step towards the Federation and the Romulans having some sort of understanding and some sort of peace... Mm-hmm. Then the Dominion War was like the door being flung wide open. Yeah, at it. that point, there's no reason for you to not like begin to make things normalized, right? Like, there's no there's no good reason for it. Well, you just there you is, just fought really. with. It. I mean, well, the the thing about the Klingons is that they stopped being like world conquerors when yeah. we became allies. The Romulans right. are still pretty heavy into that shit. Yeah, which is why again they're awesome when their planet blows up because they don't they got bigger problems. We get it, Josh. I heard about it. Like, <laughs> I just want their planet to keep blowing up over and over again in slow motion, so they know who won the Cold War. <laughs> Jesus! Look, we got the we real Federation in here. The Federation that the Romulans knew existed. <laughs> Section 31, Josh. Oh, no. <laughs> they gotta pay. 
The line must be drawn. Here. No this far. No further. <laughs> That's Josh. Dude. Josh said that. That was his quote. I'm, I'm a little... Yeah, I said it first. <laughs> In 1996, and then they were like, oh, this kid said it. This fucking 12-year-old kid said something really cool. Jordy's relationship with the Romulan, I feel, was, like, really well played out. I think what would have made it even better is if the Romulan talked a little bit more. Yeah. We get, I feel like the Romulan's lines probably equal up to maybe, like, three minutes of the episode tops. Yeah, you don't really get a good sense. Well, not like a good sense, but you don't really. He doesn't really say a lot. He's he's more on board right away, which I think is interesting. You know, because like he, I don't think he just wants to live. He's not being duplicitous. Like he, no, he, I, mean, I, I he really, does, he does have that line right. The line that makes him decide to help Jordy when Jordy says, uh, "There are many things that are worth dying for your cause for." Is this one of them? Yeah. And I guess he had to look around and be like, I'm going to die on this desolate planet. For yeah, I'm going to die in this nowhere. Like, this bullshit shithole for no reason. Like, that'll fucking straighten your shit out, right? Like, Yeah, and he was like, well, uh, you're right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't die here in the yeah. middle of fucking nowhere for nothing. This place sucks. <laughs> this place sucks and I want to leave. Yeah, I don't of course, like Jordy shows himself to be a very trustworthy guy as well. Like, yeah. like you said, he could have grabbed the bla- the disruptor at any point. Yeah, he, he could have just done it and been like, "Well, now I'm in charge, me, Jordy." But like, he he helps them. Like, he just he doesn't have to do that. Like, he's fully capable and justified to not do that. Yeah, like, he it's interesting. He, he could have been like, "My legs work, bitch." Yeah, bye. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. I'll just wander around over here. I wonder what Barker would have done if Jordy just went, fuck this, and left. Would he have, like, <laughs> shot him? Because he seemed, like, really weak. Maybe. He got 37 rocks on him, though. God, that's a lot of rocks. That's a lot of rocks. That's, like, 37 rocks. It's, like, more than three. Definitely. By, I like, would, a lot. I would say more than three. It's, like, a couple dozen more than three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always, like, a big fan of any episode that is solved through understanding. Yeah, me too. Like, peoples who are, like, completely disparate from one another. I who think... come together because of, like, the circumstances they're thrown into and begin to yeah. understand each other more. I think that's what people who don't really like Star Trek fear about Star... Not fear about it, but that's what they think they did. They don't like about it, is that, like, well, there's no conflict. It's like, no, the conflict comes from, like, the universe being fucking crazy. Like, the real conflict of our lives is, like, just surviving. Yeah. (laughs) Right? I mean, everything else is manufactured. Right. And, like, people talk about that where, like, oh, well, uh, fucking Gene Roddenberry said that he didn't want interpersonal conflict on the ship. Right. Uh, which was abandoned after a season of TNG, by the way, and wasn't even a thing in TOS. Right, but like, but, look at like the next level to that, and I think what Gene Ronberry was getting at was like, now you have Star Trek where people are just yelling at each other, and you're yeah. like, why are you fucking yelling at each other? Your lives like, are fucking in the balance right now. You shouldn't yeah. be arguing. Also, like, you're you're a, you're a professional military like science scientists and military and explorers like you would be fucking yelling at each other yeah I, well the, the thing i was getting at is like 
there's enough conflict outside of the human race that's coming right. at humans. That's coming right. you at don't, the Federation. You don't right. need the constant conflict inside of it. That's the whole point. That's how we even got here. That's why there is a Federation, because the Romulans were the bigger threat to everybody. And they were fucking everyone's shit up. And they were like, hold up. We got to stop this. We have to make something be different that we all are protected from with each other from the Romulans. And that's how the Federation starts. You got to stop them dark elves, man. You got to stop them dark elves. You got to get your light elves, your fucking dwarves, your ice elves, or whatever we said that they were. Yeah, I don't remember. It was like snow elves or something. Snow elves. Yeah, the snow elves. Yeah. And your humans together. You got to form a big happy family group. Yeah. Dude. That's, the biggest I sadness I have in Star Trek is how little the Tellarites were ever used. I know. We should watch some Tellarite Enterprise episodes for you. There's a couple. We should. Maybe that'll be like a little mini thing. We'll watch some Tellarite episodes. The 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 one I like the most is obviously when the uh, ambassadors go on Enterprise and they're all insulting each other and stuff. I love that. I love that like we understand insulting as like something that friends do with each other, just like right. ribbing each other. Right. But on their planet, everyone does it to everyone. Well, it's like the it's like the dwarves, like they're rude, right? The dwarves yeah. are like like they they like belch and they curse and stuff. Yeah, That's like the they're tellerites. rude to our sensibilities. Like yeah. for Tellarites, insulting one another is just how they interact. Yeah, it's just, it's a game, right? They like the game of it. And I feel That's like cool. that would be very liberating. For Federation, like, humans in the Federation to just be able to have a friend that they can just insult dude, all the time. It, <laughs> dude, there's a line, there's a line in Enterprise where Trip Tucker is like, oh, I feel, it's like, real li-. he says he's as liberating. Yeah. And Captain, and Captain Archer says, oh yeah? Well, why don't you go take a shower, you stink. <laughs> and he goes, and he laughs at it, and he goes, and, he, and Archer just looks at him, and he's like, uh oh, and he leaves, and like Archer just like laughs because it's like, yeah, is that is it liberating, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> is it really? I mean, like, I can imagine Riker really getting into having a Tellarite friend. Oh yeah, and just like insulting back and forth because he's great with like other cultures, like when he's yeah. uh, when he's on board the Klingon ship. Right, and he picks it up really well and gets along with everybody really well. Oh man, I love that when he's like both or, both of them are just one, and like they're like, "Oh, this guy can fuck. <laughs> this guy's got two dicks like us." <laughs> that's what they were saying. <laughs> that's where they yo you joke about that, but that's probably where they like got the idea probably. for the two dicks from. They're probably like, "Well, what if right. they had two dicks? What if they they think he's cool because they think he's got two dicks like them?" It's like a symbolic two dicks, but also literally two dicks. Like they literally blast two dicks worth of piss on walls. <laughs> you know, like they're fucking like their Klingon wife, and they're just you know pumping two dicks worth of jizz into her. Oh my <laughs> god! That's how the meeting went, right? Yeah, and some executive right, guys? was like, "Cut, print it. Two I dicks it is. I want that in my Star Trek." That sounds like Star Trek to me. Not your, not your grandma's Star Trek. We're talking about two dick Star Trek. We're talking about Star Trek with two big flopping dongs in it. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, do you want to take a break? We can take a break and we'll come back and we'll give our final thoughts. Final on, thoughts on this episode. 
Okay, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Presenting McDonald's Star Trek meal. Parents, take a good look. It's the only meal approved for your kids by the United Federation of Planets. Outside, the Enterprise, action, intrigue. Five exciting boxes based on Star Trek, the motion picture. Inside, a regular hamburger, fries, soft drinks, a McDonald's and cookie sampler, and a Star Trek prize. Star Trek meal, games, jokes, puzzles. Your kids will love them. McDonald's Star Trek meal. And we're back. Hopefully you bought that good and or service. Yeah. So, uh, there's there's one thing I wanted to talk about. About okay. this episode. Two dicks? We already did that. We already did the two dick talk. Okay. Um, Galorne oh, and Core. <laughs> yeah. You know the history of Galorne and Core. Yes. Uh, you, you mentioned that it was mentioned in another episode. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was uh, mentioned in a lot of shit. It's everywhere. It's like a hot, hot point. A it's flashpoint. It's mentioned in uh, two episodes of TNG: The Enemy and Unification Part Two. Yeah, it's apparently in an episode of Discovery that I don't remember it being mentioned. In. I haven't watched all of it, so maybe. I mean, I didn't watch a lot. Of, like, I didn't watch Discovery in order, and I barely paid attention to some of it. So that's probably what it is. Yeah, if they mentioned it and I watched it and I wasn't paying attention, it's just because that show is hard to watch. Uh, yes, they so do. I don't. What What do they talk about it? I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm reading through stuff right now. I do know that um, on Voyager, the episode "The Fall," they mentioned that Chulak of Romulus was defeated at Galarnan Core. Just a little aside. Yeah, that's the one who, like, crashes the warp into the planet, I, th- I think. That's in a book. That's in, that that's from a book. So, it's, it's, I'm on, uh, I'm on, a uh, Memory Beta, which is the... Ah, uh, yeah, the completely non-canon bullshit one. It's, it's the all of the things <laughs> one, yes. Uh, apparently, like, later on, or, like, way earlier, anyway, um, fuck, no, it's later on. It's the Unification... Mm-hmm. Galarnan Core becomes a rendezvous point for the Ferengi, like uh, an arms dealer there. Yeah, uh, they're everywhere, man. The Ferengi are like real goblins. They just pop up in every <laughs> fucking cave. <laughs> That's fucking far as fuck away from yeah, where the Ferengi are. It really is. That was like, super Ferengi racist, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're goblins. <laughs> I really, I fucking they love are the goblins. Name. They are. Well, that's that's our whole fucking like combined that's, thesis. That's the thing. Yeah, we, we're we're pooling our resources. We're gonna write this thesis <laughs> about how Star Trek is just populated with fantasy uh, races. Yeah, they're just like fucking Dungeons and Dragons fantasy races yeah. transplanted into space. Yeah, uh, I fucking <laughs> love the name Galorndon Core. I just like saying it. It's in uh, Star Trek Online, and I have to go there for a mission every time you play through the story, and I'm always like, Galarnan Core, here we are. Is it just, like, a fucking, like, nightmare planet full of lightning and storms? I don't think you land on it. I think you fight in space over it, I believe. I don't remember exactly the mission, but I remember you have to go there for some reason. Uh, I've I've done it 47 times. You think I would remember. I just don't. uh, (laughs) The core of the matter... In the Agents of Yesterday expansion mission. There you go. That's it. There you. There it is. Uh, the Nakul. That's it. Yes. The Nakul. Do Nakul-a. some shit on the planet. Uh, we learn that Galorndon Core is located in the Norenda sector of the Tal Dewa sector block. The Tal uh, Dewa sector block. That's where New Romulus is. Of the Beta Quadrant. Yeah. 
I have uh, the map in my head. I can't explain it, though, because so, we don't have visuals. So. so if you ever cared about any of that shit, now you know the answer to that. I, I love that shit. Like, I, I you I know, too. I, I love, like, the... Like just the like the inventive ways that people come up with stories around these things, it's fun. Um, is this is this one of the first episodes where like we, we you can figure out through context that like Worf looks up like not looks up to, but he has the most respect for Riker out of everyone yeah. on board. Besides Picard, yeah. I'd say. But like this is one of the first episodes, maybe. I watch all these out of order for M class now. I know. I get a little. Uh, I mean, how many times have we each seen these? But like, oh, yeah. when I when I don't have like perspective uh, around them, sometimes I'm like, oh wait, what happened after that? Because like it's kind of like these are episodes; they're episodic. So like, if it's not a story arc, I, I get a little like, wait, where is that in the yeah, timeline? Exactly. You know. Because, like, this isn't really, like, this is important in the story, but it doesn't push the story ahead. I right? mean, like, not in the same way that, like, an ongoing series right. that's sequential would. But, right. I mean, it pushes the narrative of the universe of Star Trek forward. Because absolutely, this is an episode absolutely. where, like, the Romulan contact pushes relations forward. Yes, yes. You have a lot of episodes that don't push the storyline of the universe forward as well. Yeah. But this is one of them that does. <laughs> you can usually oh. tell which one which ones do in TNG by whether, like, a big-name person is either a writer or a co-writer. Yeah. Like, uh, Michael Piller co-wrote this one. Mm-hmm. So you they want to bring in the heavy hitters. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could even just be like, well, we want to move forward the story, like, with this. So you right. can do this, this, and this. And then the actual writer takes over. Right. So in, in Star Trek Online, this mission is cool, actually. So, like, what happens is the Nekul, uh, who you see in Enterprise, but they're not named in the Enterprise, but you see one of them. Uh, they're like time travelers, and they like f- are constantly fucking with time because like the whole the whole because they're mad about certain things. Like their star died, and it's like they're they're butthurt about lots. Everybody's of Everybody's always fucking mad that their fucking star died. Calm I know damn. they're pissed off. So in this timeline iteration of it, the Romulans have a base there, and you go down on the base. Daniels brings you there, and he says, "We gotta figure out what's going on here." Because this isn't right, or whatever. So you go, and there's a Romulan base there, and that's when it's uh, Class M. And then they have the Doomsday Machine from the old Star Trek. Like, the Nekul give that to them. Really? Yeah, and they say, here, use this to fuck shit up. And then you, like, stop that from occurring in that timeline. And you, like... And the Doomsday Machine crashes into the planet, and I guess that's what makes it fucked up, like... But you, like, stop it from happening or something. Like, it's, it's like, weird. Because you're fucking with timelines yeah, at that time, point. Yeah, like, time travel's always a little weird. Yeah. And Daniels is always like, hey, I need you. And you're like, Daniels, leave me alone. I got shit to do, dude. <laughs> I'm a captain, man. You can't just be coming in here and being like, hey, you want to go fuck time up? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Daniels. This this has nothing to do with anything, but uh, the fucking Memory Alpha has a quote on it from Jordy LaForge. I would love to hear it. Which I am posting on our uh, on our Twitter right now. I'm gonna go. So there. people will have seen it for like a week or whatever. <laughs> 
but um, it's it's literally just a quote, like quoted, and it says, "I'm blind, Jordy LaForge." <laughs> did you take a like screen cap? I did, did screen you have, like, the, cap the sniffing tool. Yeah, use the sniffing I tool. I love the memory alpha so much. <laughs> I'm <And> blind. Tweet. <laughs> oh shit! Let me get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm fucking I'm oh, fucking Jesus. Anyway, um I feel like we've we've talked about this episode top to bottom at this point. Yeah, there's a shot that I love. Um I think when they come back from commercial, it's like real low shot of Captain Picard like tapping his hands behind his back because he's nervous. Oh yeah. And like and then he walks forward like past the helm, like toward his seat. And I'm like, oh my god, that's like such a great shot. And, like, you don't get to say that a lot in Star Trek. No, it's very, like, wide and flat. Wide and flat, right. And this was very cinematic, and I was like, oh, man. And, like, that's, like, all, like, like, like he's, like, you can tell he's tense, but, like, all he does is, like, tap his hands together, like, twice. Yeah. And, like, that's it. But you, you he's get so that from him, because cool. he's such a fucking great actor. Dude, I love him. There's a really great shot that, like, almost makes me laugh a little bit, but is so, like, uh, powerful at the same moment. When uh, they go to red alert, Picard looks mm. directly into the camera and yeah. says, red alert. <laughs> and I was like, damn, he's looking into my fucking soul right now. Yeah, like he knows. Well, it's, that's that fucking theater shit, dude. Yeah. Also, he's straight like to the, the audience. He's like one of the greatest actors like ever. So I that might absolutely have to do fucking it. love his acting. I love it, too. He's He's amazing. I'm going to be... I'm going to be real fucked up when he goes. I'm not going to like that at all. You know what's interesting? Uh, you know Brandon Braga. You're a big yeah. you're a big fan of Brandon Braga. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he had tried to watch early Star Trek Next Gen but had been disappointed by every episode he saw. Yeah. Uh, this is the episode that hooked him into the Star Trek universe. There you go. He he saw it. He was like, "Oh, right. This is great." <laughs> He said, this is good stuff. This isn't like the next gen I first watched. <laughs> and he got so hooked into the Star Trek universe that he helped fucking form the fucking, like, a huge chunk of it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. So I thought that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Uh, but now we've talked the episode top to bottom, I think. Now we're done. Yeah, I think we're done. I now. think I think we're done. So I would like to um, invite everyone to send us some emails. Yeah. Uh, we have another program, an entirely different program called M-Class Emails. It's different. It's not like this at all. No, it's definitely not us talking into microphones and you listening to it. Nah, it's totally totally different. Josh called it a spinoff with the same exact characters. Is that which, what I called it? Yes, which I thought that's, was great. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I'm really I'm really smart. That's He's, really funny. Josh is actually a very funny guy if you get to know him. I can't believe I made that up. That's funny. Scott <laughs> patting yourself on the back over here. <laughs> um, you know how many times I hear myself say shit? When I hear something good, I'm like, wow. Wow, I said something good. Wow, when did that happen? I don't remember yeah. that. I don't ever do that, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but you yeah. can email us at mclassemail, singular, mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, we will answer your questions on our other program. They don't have to be Star Trek questions. They can be about 
anything. Yeah, it could be about anything. Within reason, yeah, guys. Well, I reserve right to delete your email if you're just being a prick anyway. So. Yeah. Or if you're talking about two pricks that aren't us. If you're talking about your two Klingon pricks. Look, if you want to send us an email about your two giant Klingon dicks, I will <laughs> read it on air. How many... How how soon do you think we're going to start getting two dick fan art? <laughs> uh, we already got some. During the fan art contest. You know we did. But there how was the, there was the symbol, the Klingon symbol somebody when made is, that had two dicks on it. When are the two dick floodgates going to open? <laughs> when is the two dicks worth of piss gonna hit the floodgate wall? <laughs> I don't know. I'm terrified of that day, but now that you said it's gonna that, be, soon, it's gonna be soon. It's gonna be very soon. Maybe I'm willing it to happen. Maybe I am. Maybe Josh really wants to see that two dick fan Guys, art. I would hate it if you sent us two dick fan art. I would hate it. Don't do it. Please do not send us two dick fan art to M Class Podcast on Twitter at M Class Podcast. Yes. At M Class Podcast. Do not send two dick fan art to you us. You can follow us on there as well. Uh, your good pal Josh has been tweeting on there a little bit lately. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm watching uh, on my own. I'm doing a little homework on my own here. Watching the animated series. Uh, some crazy shit is happening on Man, show. we gotta watch some of those, Jeff, and we gotta talk about some of those. Well, maybe that'll be like our little next collection. We'll pick some episodes of the animated series. Well, we were gonna do the Satan collection, weren't yeah. we? <laughs> Every time that the Enterprise runs into a Satan. How many times does that happen? It's like twice. I think it's, there's two episodes. Twice. There's does Rumpelstiltskin the- count as Satan? Uh, we could maybe fudge in a Rumpelstiltskin as a Satan. Episode? Yeah, we could make a we could make an exception and say Rumpelstiltskin's a Satan. I we do watch need to that do that one. On yes. the show. Yeah, no, we definitely need to do that. Um, yeah, follow <laughs> us on Twitter though. We we have a grand old time. You can follow uh, us individually as well. Josh, tell yeah. him on Twitter. My Twitter is at Henderson, which is my last name, nineteen eighty three. It's not all that. It's just Henderson nineteenth. Yeah, that'd be a long ass name. Yeah, that'd be a really long name. I didn't want to do that. I thought about it. I didn't do it. <laughs> which is my last name. <laughs> it's at Hen- it's it's at Henderson, which is my last name. Nineteen eighty three. Jesus, Josh, why would you pick that? You can find me at underscore Jeff Pennington. I would Jeff. like uh, to tell the teacher from Virginia who has at Jeff Pennington to suck my dick if you listen to this. <laughs> from other Virginia, not West Virginia. You haven't used that in three fucking years. Just delete it so I can have it. Yeah, seriously. I would like to tell Josh Henderson, the actor from Dallas, the show, to suck my dick. Is that a thing? Is Dallas a show? It Again? was. It was. It was in like the early 2000s. Oh my god. He dated Ashley Simpson. Is which I feel was a bad career move for him. <laughs> there was a there was a Josh Henderson on that show. Yeah, cuz when you search Josh Henderson, you get like a different yeah. hunky white guy. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> I'm the Josh Henderson 2 on IMDb and I'm Josh Henderson uh, internet celebrity on famous birthdays. Jesus Christ, this dude's got an IMDb. Yes, I do have one. Oh my God, I didn't realize I was dealing with a real Hollywood boy on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, but I'm not the first one, Jeff. That's the problem here. Well, I'm not Alpha. Him. I'm not A number one Duke Henderson over I'll here. Fucking kill him. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
Whoa. <laughs> Look, I'm going to kill the other Jeff. Just, I'm not. I'm not FBI. Please. Only on Galorndon Core can you get away with that yeah, shit. Yeah, you can kill whoever on Galorndon Core. That'd be a great place to dump a body. <laughs> There's so many places to dump a body in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, just dump it in a star. No one's going to ever find yeah, it. Just fucking leave it in space. Who cares, right? Dude, you could. Like, who's going to find it? Nobody. That's the real spaces? problem with space travel, right? You take somebody up in a, sh- in a shuttle, and then you just fucking kill them. Shove them out the airlock. I guess if you go space crazy. I don't know. Space crazy is a real thing. <laughs> probably. It probably is. Uh, thank you, everybody, who tuned into this episode of M-Class Podcast. Hopefully, you'll join us on the next installment. Oh, Jeff, tell them you do the art for the episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really keep forgetting to mention for, like, 80 episodes that I do all the art for M-Class Podcast. Yeah. Uh, Jeff all, does all it. All the episode art. All the logos and shit on the Twitter, whatever else. If In you case you like were confused. Art, yes, yes. Go. If yes. you would like some art, you can uh, shoot me a tweet at underscore Jeff Pennington and we can talk about it. D- don't tweet at that teacher who's a dick sucker. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him he's a dick sucker either. I ju- don't tell him that. Don't say that. Um, he's just a teacher. He doesn't, just, his life's hard like, enough. He's like <laughs> fucking volunteers at homeless shelters and shit. Yeah, like, he's probably like the best guy ever. He's probably a good dude. And we're um, like, this guy has your name. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> if, if you want some art, you could also just fucking email mclassemail at gmail.com. I'll work through that. Fuck it. Hell yeah. Use that shit. Fuck you, yeah. If you have a video game you're making, you need some art for, you need uh, posters, character designs, whatever, baby. <laughs> whatever, baby. I need money to live. I got none. I need give it. This, give this guy your money. Soon enough, we'll have an official money stance. Yeah, look forward to that, everybody. And on that note, we'll see you next time on M Class Podcast. Bye. Bye bye. Coca-Cola, the, the slime is calling the galaxy. galaxy.